How many believe that when you take a step toward God, God meets you there? Amen. When you take a step toward the God who loves you, it's not empty steps. It's steps that are rewarded by your faith in the presence of God's intervention in your life. How many believe God wants to intervene? How many believe that your faith can move mountains? How many's got a mountain today you need God to move in your life? Come on, somebody. Sometimes it's all right to stay in program, but just for a minute, let's just uh, stand all over the congregation and trust God and say, I know God can move my mountain today. Everybody in here could testify to some things that you're going through, to some circumstances that you're dealing with, to some mountains that seem that they just will not move. But I'm telling you today, that God's word is not a failure. God's word won't fail you. The world will fail you. The lies of the enemy will place you on a foundation that you can be defeated. But God will not, somebody say that with me, God will not fail you. Now, some people believe God has, but God has never failed. He'll be there with you when everybody else walks away from you. He'll be there with you when nobody else will bear your burdens. Your God will be there with you. I want to sit at his feet. I want to drink from the cup in his hand. I want to lay down against him and breathe and rest in faith, knowing that he's got me. Amen. How many want to do that today? If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 19. I won't keep you long. I want to share just briefly from the word of God. I believe a word that is important. I had a, a series that God was going to launch me into. And uh, last night... He shifted me a little bit. We're still going to get into the series that I've announced on my page. But today, today, for this moment, for this hour in Luke chapter 19, I want to share with you from this thought. Beginning reading at verse 1. Presence is in this place. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was the he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came, somebody said, when Jesus came, he came to that place. He looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and he came down and he received him joyfully. 
But when they saw, they complained, saying, He's gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Lord, look, I've given all my goods to the poor. If I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Now that's true repentance. Jesus said to him today, somebody shout today, salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And the central focus of everything we do at SPHC or in our individual lives, all that we do, from the structure, from the changes that we'll make from time to time, being led by the Holy Spirit, from things that will shift from time to time. Let me get you to understand something this morning. Verse 10 will never change. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost of every structure, of every conference structure, of every department. I'm sure Bishop is here right now and he will attest to the fact, probably preach right here behind me on this thought. That it's all about what Jesus said to reach the lost, to build their lives. Otherwise, it's all in vain. So when I come to church, and I bring my family to church and I come to worship God and I come to Sunday school or I come to partake in a part of a ministry, I come with this mindset. I'm not coming just to connect to a program. I'm coming to connect to a life-breathing, God-breathed program in my church where God is moving and, come on somebody, God is moving from the board, from the pastor to the board, to every ministerial uh, position of leadership, uh, all the way down, amen, to God, to every member in the church. Uh, this is a place where we connect uh, so that we can accomplish the commission that Christ said, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. If we lose that, then we don't have church. Uh, we have a social club. If we lose that, then we don't have a move of God. Uh, Amen to the Lord. I want a move of God. Zacchaeus wanted a move of God. I want to share with you this morning for a few moments on this thought. A man, a tree, and a move of God. Can somebody shout amen in this house? Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We ask you, Lord, to speak to our hearts today. We ask you, God, that you would take us and anoint us, Father, and hide us behind the cross of Calvary. As I've often prayed, for I'm nothing, Lord, but let your voice be heard this morning. Let the Spirit of God speak to every life as you've already spoken through song and through testimony and through prayer. Today, Father, is your day. It's not my day for a stage. It's your day for a move. It's not our day, God, to gather in your presence it's an emptiness but it's our day to gather in the sanctuary of God and desire as they did in the Old Testament the presence of God in the holiest of holies amen to know that you are here not only in our corporate presence but in our lives individually if there's someone in this building God that doesn't know you as Savior let this be their day amen today is the day of salvation for the Son of Man has come walking through the corridors of every aisle up every pew into every heart to seek and to save that which was lost. 
we shall praise you and glorify you for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Touch somebody around you and tell them God can move the mountains. Amen. Just for a few moments, I want to share with you from this thought and from this narrative is very important that we hear this morning what the word of God is saying. I've prayed and I've wrestled in my spirit. I have wrestled throughout this week. And many of you know that we're still kind of conditioned in living uh, where we're living and we're rejoicing in what God is doing. And in the midst of it all, we see that there are some things that need to take place and some things that need to happen in our lives. In my life in particular, I never want to lose the focus of what it's all about. Amen. And touch somebody and tell them things will change from time to time. Uh, but God never changes. Uh, sometimes structure will change, but God is still God. Uh, sometimes things will happen and change and positions of leadership will change from time to time, but God is still God. Uh, we have people that are preacher worshipers, but I don't ever want you to worship me. I want you to worship God. We have people that will hang around the church as long as their buddies are there, but soon as their buddies leave, they leave. I want somebody to understand today that God is who we worship. We don't worship our relationships with each other, although they are a blessing to, to God, and we can be nurtured by those relationships. But this morning, it's important to know that what we do, we do fully because of who he is, because nobody in here and all their friendships and the blessing and the love of those friendships can cause us to walk in the great blessing of salvation, sanctification, and in the Spirit of God, being baptized by His Spirit. Nobody can do that for you but Jesus. Amen. And this is what we understand today to know this, that the focus is what it's all about. And, and there's some things that are going to be happening here that I want you to understand is going to be great. Can somebody say great today? It's going to be great. We need to be illuminated by the transitions and the things that happen and will be happening along the way and embrace this as if we would understand that Jesus himself is causing us to walk in the places and in the steps where he would have us to walk. And when we begin to read the scripture here, we find that the central focus of it all is being that Jesus has come and everything we do, we must do because we're being led by the Lord. We must have discernment in the spirit. What we do, we do for the benefit of the body of Christ. We look around and we see that there are some empty seats today. There are some places, amen, that are prepared for people that need to be here connected to the body of Christ. Amen. And sometimes those seats are going to be filled by uh, people that we would never imagine would ever show up to be able to experience what God has promised them they could have through salvation and through discipleship and through the, the, the finding of the purpose in their life. Can I tell somebody today that God loves folks that you don't even think about sometimes? God cares about people that we don't even let cross our minds sometimes. God cares about people uh, that sometimes we turn a blind eye to because we allow other responsibilities and things uh, to get in our way. And sometimes it's not intentional. Sometimes uh, it just happens. But God cares. And, and we read here about a man by the name of Zacchaeus whom God loved, but everybody else hated to see show up. 
When he was coming, he was coming to collect taxes or he was coming to not only collect taxes, but to take more than what he was supposed to be collecting. And in the midst of all this, we find amen, that he was hearing that there was a man by the name of Jesus who was passing by and he was going to the Passover and he was passing through Jericho, a man who wasn't loved and a man who wasn't cared about, a man who, uh, when people saw him coming, they wasn't excited about him coming, but this man uh, began to hear about Jesus. I would to God today that our lives would be a reflection and a sounding voice of who Jesus is in our life. Amen. I know a lot of times we like to dress up and make ourselves look good and look important, but let me tell you something. I ain't nothing without him. Amen. I may be blessed, but I'm nothing without him. Somebody ought to praise him this morning. I'm nothing without Jesus. I am who I am, as Paul said, because of who he is. And, and so we begin to to think about Zacchaeus for a moment as I move quickly through this. I want you to get this. Zacchaeus was not loved. No one cared to see him come around and his family loved him, I'm sure, but uh, but those around him in the community could probably didn't, did not care so much about him. But he heard about a man by the name of Jesus. Now, what was interesting to me was, uh, was knowing this, that Zacchaeus was wanting to get to, to a place where he could position himself to see Jesus as he began to pass by. And a lot of times I think about this often and I think about Zacchaeus and I think about the crowd and I think about the shortness of his stature, but I have to wonder why did Zacchaeus so greatly want to see Jesus? I mean, he had everything. He was rich. He had money. He had family. He had everything he could ever imagine. But you got to understand something of all the things we got. There's an emptiness inside that only that name Jesus can fulfill. There is only a place in our life that Jesus can fill. We can drive Cadillacs. We can live in mansions. We can live in campers. We can think even at our lowest that we're blessed and have everything we need. And yet we don't understand the power of the name of Jesus that has the ability to fulfill the empty place within our life and transition us from a place of lost to a place of saved, from a place of dying to a place of living. Jesus said, those that believe in me shall not die, but they shall live. You can be in the same state Zacchaeus was, satisfied with every need being met and everything that you're dwelling in and living in being the sustenance of why you live. But when you hear of Jesus, that empty place begins to gnaw at you and wonder, could there be more than what I have right now? Could there be more than where I am? Could there be something in my life that is missing? I come to tell somebody, it don't matter if you're rich or if you're poor, that empty place must be filled by Christ, by Jesus, by faith, in order for you to have the life that God wants you to have. Every man, woman, boy, and girl needs Jesus today. Amen. Give him praise in this house. 
I'm talking about a man. I'm talking about a man this morning that knew there was something missing in his life. Brother Joseph, he knew that it had to be filled and there was only one could fill it. I wondered what he heard about Jesus. Did he hear Jesus was a man who went walking on the water? Maybe heard that Jesus was the man who was healing sick folk, who was healing blinded eyes. He was making a way because he was the way maker. He came to make a way where there seemed to be no way. He came to make rivers out of deserts. He came to take dry things where nothing would grow and turn it around and allow lives to bloom in the grace and glory of his promise. Can somebody know today that he knew that there was a place in his life where he could experience God and he knew Jesus. There was something special about him. We need to quit telling people how good our church is and start tell them how good Jesus is. We need to tell somebody, amen, about the Savior of the world. Somebody told me yesterday, say, y'all have a beautiful sanctuary. We're so glad to be a part here and, and to see what's happening. It's just a beautiful sanctuary. This ain't nothing without Jesus, honey. It ain't nothing without God. It ain't nothing but paint pews and fulfill. I want somebody to understand it's a blessing, but it's nothing without God. I thank God for it today, but what good is it if Jesus is not passing by and meeting the needs of our life. Amen. We need Jesus today. We need to tell somebody what Jesus can do. He saved my soul. I was on my way to hell, but dear God, he saved me. He met me at my lowest, and he turned my life around. He changed my life. I was on my way to hell, but his promise met me at a place of my emptiness, and I knew I couldn't keep going the way I was going. I needed Jesus in my life to turn me around and set me free. The enemy had a hold on me, but Jesus was passing by. Thank God today for a man, a tree, and a move of God. Thank God for a man a tree and a move of God. Zacchaeus said, I've got to see him. I've got to get to a place where I can lay my eyes on him and experience with the Lord is of high value today. Amen. That's better than anything you could ever experience. All of a sudden, a rich man, crooked, sinful, broken, is looking for a savior. He says, I've got to see him as he passes by. I've heard so many things about him. It was more than just I want to see him. There was, there was something on the inside that Zacchaeus was searching for. And that sycamore tree was there as he passed through Jericho that had branches that would branch out, the sycamore tree would. And some theologians believe that it branched out over the road. 
Nevertheless, when Zacchaeus heard he was coming, he looked and he, he saw a problem. He saw a crowd he couldn't get through. He saw a situation that was out of his control. My goodness, how am I going to see Jesus? God don't let the church get in the way. My goodness, can somebody say that? The crowd can be more than just people. It can be mentalities and ideologies and sin and guilt. It can be, oh, help me, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Y'all ain't mad with me, are you? I just feel the Lord in this house. I've been up all night, off and on all night. My wife woke up, rolled over and bumped me. She didn't know I was awake. I was praying, God, you got a word for your church today. He could not see Jesus for the crowd. And honey, we can't get in the way of people. We've got to step back and let people see Jesus in our lives. Amen. They need to see Jesus. They don't need to see the pastor. Oh, Pastor Brett, he's the pastor at Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church. I am because God sent us here. Amen. And, 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 and I'm telling you, everybody that's ever hold a position somewhere, you're there because God put you there. But we can't stand in the way and, 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 and let them not see Jesus. We need to let them see Jesus. So when they come to Stoneville or any other church that is representative of God, that they don't come to see who's right running things, but they come to see who's in charge of everything. Every Amen. God has positioned us so that we can see him, but we must not stand in the way of others seeing Jesus. It's of high value. Don't let the crowd, somebody said, don't let the crowd stop you don't let the lies of the enemy stop you don't let the devil lie to you and tell you you're unworthy to see him you're unworthy to be touched of God you're not unworthy Jesus said I've come to seek and save that which was lost amen You're not unworthy. There are people that kneel every day on their knees and can't get a prayer out to God because they feel unworthy. Have you ever been there? I've been there. I've been there when I felt God. I've made a mess of things. I've made a miserable mess of things. I'm not even worthy to come before you. And the devil will try to keep you from praying. Amen. Because of the guilt that's in your life, of the failures you've had, you've asked God to forgive you. But the guilt is still there. Come on, somebody. Understand this today. Don't let the guilt keep you from reaching out and touching Jesus and trusting him and his saving grace today. Circumstances. Don't let your circumstances stop you. Amen. Jesus loves you. 
can't nobody do you like Jesus. He climbed up in that sycamore tree and he began to crawl out on the limb because he was a man climbing in a tree to get a move of God. Jesus died on the cross, a man on a tree, and after that came the move of God. Zacchaeus was climbing the tree, and he began to see Jesus as he was passing by. Jesus came to him and said, hey, buddy, I'm coming to your house today. Nobody else wants to knock on your door, but I'm coming. Why? Because I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Everybody else will turn their back on you, Zacchaeus, but I come to tell you, can't nobody do you like I'm going to do you this morning. I'm coming to your house, and I'm not just coming to drink and eat and have some tea. I'm coming, dear God, to minister to your life. If we ever get something out of this this morning, let us get this. That when we go, Jesus must go with us. When we do, Jesus must be doing. Amen. If he's not doing, then we're not accomplishing. And I don't care if I get any glory for anything, but I want to know that Jesus has made a difference in the lives of somebody who's broken. He said, I'm coming to your house. Touch somebody and say, let Jesus come. Let him in. Let him come. He said, I'm coming. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. I used to think when I was a young man that I had my life planned. I was going to be a lawyer. I was going to have a big mansion and a swimming pool in the backyard. I was going to be somebody. Come on now. I had my plans. So I knew the Lord. I was raised in church, got saved at nine. But when I was a teenager, I done had different plans than what God had. I was going to have everything. Four-wheel drive, pickup truck, shotgun, a rifle in a four-wheel drive. And this old country boy could survive. Amen. I was going to have everything. Anybody ever had dreams? But they weren't God's dreams. They were my dreams. When I graduated high school, I did some stupid things. And one of the first things I did, Brother Zeb, is I said, I'm not going back to church. I've shared this with mother congregations. I said, I'm not going back to church. I was made to go to church for all my life. Now, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to have a nice home. I wanted to have a swimming pool. I'd lay down at night dreaming about diving in that swimming pool. I would. I'm trying to hurry, but let me just share this with you. When I graduated high school, I quit going to church. Sunday, I said, I'm not going. For two weeks, I didn't go. And every Sunday morning... When it was time to go to church, I was laying there with a rebellious attitude. I'm going to do my thing now. I'm going to live my way now. The second Sunday come around, I couldn't be still. The Holy Spirit was just, was just moving. The church must have been praying. I couldn't get, get comfortable. 
the third, third Sunday, I was standing in Sunday school back to church. God got a hold of my life. Amen. And I rededicated my life and, and came back to the Lord. And I began to serve him. And I, I, I can't tell you that I haven't made mistakes. We all have. But I can tell you along the way that I hadn't stopped serving him. Amen. That I've, I've continued on pressing on. Because I found this. That a house with a swimming pool in the backyard and a lawyer's name cannot replace what Jesus could do in my life. There can't nobody do me like Jesus. I believe today when we get to the place in our spirit where we understand the man on the tree is the only one that can produce a move of God in our life and that is Jesus and faith and what he's done and what God has done we need a move of God at Stoneville we need a move of God in our homes we need a move of God in the school we need a move of God in the government I would to God that God would show up in Congress, amen, and do a work in our government that would proceed across the corridors of society. Stand with me if you will. We need a move of God and a man and a tree made this possible and a man in a tree got that experience when Jesus got through with him everything that he had done wrong he repented over can I tell somebody if you don't have a heart for repentance you better check your salvation when God saved me when he saved people, I don't know about you, but you'll have flashbacks of things you've done wrong. The Lord will show you. The Spirit will speak to you, show you things you've done. You'll be like Zacchaeus, God, I'm gonna, forgive me, Lord. And if I can go back and make it right. I remember a day when people would come to the altars and they'd repent. They just, they just didn't leave. They would go to brothers and sisters in the church and they would, they would confess, hey, I, I said something or I did something. I just want to apologize to you. Why? They didn't want to leave this world with that in their spirit, that in their heart. Repentance. Repent. And receive Jesus Christ. What did he do? He said, Lord, I'm going to make things right. Jesus said, today salvation has come to your house. Come on, church. We ain't, we ain't got time to play church. We got to live this thing. And it ain't easy. Sometimes it can be difficult. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We yoke with Jesus as I preached the other day. We can, we can press forward and press on. The devil don't want, he don't want repentance in the church. He wants people to just confess with their mouth and let their heart keep living in sin. No. Confess with your mouth. 
and believe in your heart the Holy Spirit will begin to move and change our lives we don't need to play church we don't need to put on a form of godliness but then deny the sovereignty and the power of God we don't need to do that church what we need to do is we need to heed to his voice There's a saying says, uh, be all you can be in the army. Well, I don't want to be all I could be in the army. I want to be all I can be in the Lord's army. And that means, God, don't let me keep anybody from seeing Jesus. And God, if there's some struggle in some folks' life, provide them the tree that they can get above the standards of this world to be able to visualize spiritually and get a hold of spiritually Jesus as he passes by their life. Because he's coming to change your life forever. We need a move of God and only the man who hung on the tree. He's the key to it all. Father, we love you. I have preached what you have put in my spirit today, God. I pray that every word that's been spoken, every every thought, God, that you wanted us to receive that would just begin to move into the place of our hearts as we've received them in our minds. Lord, there are lives today that need to see a move of God. They need to see a genuine move of God. They need salvation. Maybe they need healing. Maybe, Lord, they need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Maybe there are some things that are backwards in their theology, Lord. They need the Holy Spirit to guide them. But, Lord, we need a move of God. It's not going to come because of a man going to come because of the hearts Lord let us experience in this last day that we're living in a Holy Ghost heaven sent spiritual awakening in our church and in our community that we can reap a harvest for the kingdom of God before the trumpet sounds that we can prepare lives through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some of us got friends, family, we need saved. We need God, we need you to move in. Some of us lost loved ones, Lord. We need your undergirding strength. I want to ask you all over the church today why they're singing today. Maybe you don't need salvation, but you you have just have such a burden for some people in your life that they need a move of God. They need Jesus to change their life. I want you to come all over the church and just stand in for them. We're going to come by and anoint you. Maybe it's a grandchild. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a granddaughter. I don't care. If you really love God, then you want to stand in for these today because a man and a tree produced the move of God reach out and touch him
If you need the Holy Ghost, tell Him what you want. Oh, Lord. If you need the Holy Ghost, tell Him what you want. Jesus, on the main line. Well, why don't you call Him up? Call Him up. Tell Him what you want. You can call Him up. around you and tell them we had church today. God was good to us. Amen. Shake hands and fellowship. See you tonight. Tell him 